episode 19 of the Whatnots Review Show. Every week we pick a story and we talk about it. It could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio show, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, we read it, we listen to it, and then we come back here and we discuss it. It's like old book club, but replace book with anything you can dream of. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined by Kyle Springer. Kyle, how are you? I am good. Dream big, kids. This show can be anything. (laughs) A book club about (laughs) anything. You can do it. Live your dreams. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. This is our second take for the start of this episode, because I kind of screwed things up. Uh, but we are experimenting and trying some new things. At least I am on my end here. Um, (laughs) so we, we usually live stream these Mm -hmm. episodes, right? And, uh, we use obs to stream it but we've been having major problems with obs for god knows why i still haven't been able to figure it out so (laughs) i'm using a different software to live stream right now well i I guess we're not live streaming it i'm only recording it Mm -hmm. in that in in that software right now so it's a different software but it's not it's a different version of OBS. It's Streamlabs OBS, um, mm-hmm. which I like the interface a whole hell of a lot better. Um, it has all a whole bunch of features that the regular OBS does not, so I like it. But it's not available on Mac, so I'm using my laptop to record this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so this is the first time that I'm truly testing out my laptop to see if it can at least record all of this and not blow up (laughs) (laughs) so we are in for a treat um and uh, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously if you guys are watching this on youtube there are no cameras um that is was not supposed to be the case there were supposed to be (laughs) cameras here today but for some reason they are not working right now so there you go, kids. That's where we're at. But besides that, I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Sorry, that was long-winded. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's like a really cool peek behind the scenes into all of the technical work that goes into the show that I don't even know about because you do it all on your end. And I just show up when you, I, I show up and I talk when we talk. The past couple weeks have been a nightmare <sighs> trying to get this, this stuff figured out. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully this goes smoothly. Fingers crossed. I guess you guys can't see me right <laughs> now. I was gesturing t- towards my camera, but oh well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my say, you can uh, see me. only technical... <laughs> yes, I can see you. You had both of your hands, fingers crossed. So you're, you're doubly lucky. Melissa's my witness. Yeah, my uh, technical troubles recently, personally, have been that my old phone, which is not that old in terms of human life, but it's kind of old for a phone. I got it in it's November in 2015. Years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has not been charging regularly, and I thought about taking it in to get repaired. I'm like, no, I think you just need to just put this one out. I mean, it still works. It can charge sometimes, just not a hundred percent of the time like you would like a phone to charge (laughs) 
Like, do I really want to spend money on repairing something that's kind of on the edge of getting old and the next time some part of it goes out, who knows if it'll even be able to be repaired. So I bought a new phone today. What'd you get? I've. It is a Samsung 8... S8. There's probably some part of the name besides Samsung and 8. It's a Samsung 8. I don't, it's one of those fancy looking ones that has like an infinity screen where it kind of like goes curls at the okay. end. Yeah. When, when I was talking to the guy at the Verizon to- store, I was trying to explain to him what kind of phone I needed. And I said, In terms of my relationship with technology, I'm not Steve Rogers and I'm not Tony Stark. I'm somewhere in the middle, like maybe a Bruce Banner. What's the (laughs) phone for Bruce Banner? (laughs) That is not Hulk, but Bruce Banner. I need a phone for science. I get it. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I will have to report back later once I actually learn how to use it on if it is good. Good stuff. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Let's let's get kicking on uh, the episode here. Yeah. This week we are discussing the 2001 cult hit film Wet Hot American Summer. This is a personal favorite <laughs> of mine, and I pitched it in a series of summer films. Uh, it is August 2nd as we are recording this. I'm like, well, let's get these in before we run out of summer. There Kyle, go. what were your initial impressions of this? Uh, so th- I literally <laughs> just got done watching it like an hour oh. <laughs> ago. That's that's why when when you were like, let's start it at at eight p.m. Eastern time, I was like, can we push it back a little bit? I gotta watch this mm-hmm. and eat still and do all that stuff. Actually, I didn't even tell my burger story. I just had a nightmare trying to make food too. <laughs> oh. But, um. Here, you can, if you want, you can tell me about the nightmare. I for- realized I forgot to plug in my charger. So I'm, I'm listening. Okay. I, I will just move out of the camera's view. Maybe I'll, I'll get to the burger story at the end of this. It'll be like a post-credits scene, like in <laughs> a Marvel movie, so that we can actually kind of get to talking about this and not bore people yes. half to death. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, had, I had never seen this film uh this was my first time watching it um i had heard people talk about it i i I knew that netflix kind of revived it i I didn't know they did more than one kind of thing um -hmm. but uh yeah like it 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 was interesting i i didn't know what to expect because no one had ever described it to me other than that it's like (laughs) it's like summer camp and that's it um Mm -hmm. and so yeah i i i I didn't really know what what to expect going in um and as i'm as i've been thinking about it for the past hour i i think this is a film that grows on on you over time I, I think initially a lot of the comedy didn't land for me. It's uh-huh. not necessarily my style, but at the same like thinking back on, on it, it's still it like that was really good. That was a lot of fun. Like I I, <laughs> good. I, I think for me what it ended up doing was reminding me of 
my my own memories at summer camp and just like oh. my 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 t- my times and the the stupid shit that I've d- d- done <laughs> when when I've been at at at, at church c- camp during the summer <laughs> all summer long um God, this is a sleepaway camp. We did some. We, I, I, we did some stupid shit. Because <laughs> you've got a perspective I don't have. I never went to anything like that. I tried a day camp one year when I was ten, and my parents were like, "You really just want to stay home and watch TV, don't you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you don't need to spend this money. I'll be happy at home." And they're like, "Okay, next year you're at home." <laughs> so, yeah, like I, I, I think. For me, the, the the biggest thing that it did was bring back all of those memories. Mm-hmm. Just being like, I know that kid. Like I like I did <laughs> that thing right there that they're doing. I you know, I I got put in all of these stupid situations, <laughs> and and so like it 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 was very relatable comedy in in the, in the, that sense. Um, how, however, I I think. Like I, I mentioned, some of the comedy didn't land for me mm-hmm. exactly. It was a little over the top. It was a little overacted, <laughs> which is kind of how it's supposed to be, right? It's it's a big spoof yeah. on all, mm-hmm. all, all of this. So yeah, I I ended up having a lot of fun. Um, you you awesome. you mentioned this was one of your favorites. Why is it one of your mm-hmm. favorites? Oh, and I'll admit, I think. It didn't really hit me until after I'd seen it, like, maybe two or three times. Like, the first time I watched it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I like this. I don't, I'm not laughing super loud at everything, but it's a movie that has a lot of nuance to it. Yeah. And I just There's laugh actually like a, a riot. Lot p- p- packed in there. Just, yeah. if it's not, like, verbally in the background, it's in there visually in the background. But there's yeah. also something... <laughs> going on in the forefront there, there's so much stuff and it's non-stop mm-hmm, like, too because there there wasn't much of an actual plot and we'll we'll do a synopsis in, in just a second yeah. in c- c- case you guys haven't seen the f- film but yeah like there wasn't really much of a plot it, it was it, it seemed more like a bunch of vignettes or small skits that they were like hey yeah remember playing capture the flag at summer camp hey remember arts and crafts and they're like yeah what about forts and crafts you know like it's it's just it it was them kind of all sitting around coming up with the (laughs) the 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 stupid stuff that happens at summer camp and i think they nailed it yeah (laughs) that's good there's I've seen this movie, like, five or six times now, and, like, I'm still finding, like, lines and, like, visual gags I did not pick up on before. It's Mm -hmm. jam-packed. It is such a riot. And you get to see all of these famous actors when they were pretty young. Yeah. I almost didn't recognize Bradley Cooper. I saw him, I was like, oh, shit, that's him. I mean, you you mentioned he he was in in there, but he Mm -hmm. showed up. And I was like, I wonder who that is. I was like, oh, <laughs> that that is Rocket Raccoon. And we've also got Ant Man. Yeah, incredible Paul work Rudd. by Ant Man in this film. <laughs> so the basic plot of this movie is that it is uh, Camp Firewood. It is a summer camp in I think it's 1981, 
And this is the final day of camp. And there is going to be a big talent show at the end of the night. So the story is kind of leading up to that. And it's a lot of tales of people just... Oh, it's a spoof of those 80s teen sex comedies. So, like, people are trying to get with the hottie. People are trying to lose their virginity. Even the camp director, uh, she develops a crush on this astrophysicist who lives in a cabin next to the camp. Yep. (laughs) And it's just all these intertwining stories of just love and excitement and just being your best self and theater and astrophysics and saving the camp from having Skylab fall on it. Yep. <laughs> it's it's kind of r- ridiculous. I think I, I, I know sometimes at the end of our episodes, we often kind of uh, will be like, hey, if you if you liked this, go check out this other movie. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this c- c- kind of reminded me of Hot Rod. If you've ever seen Hot Rod, I fucking love that film. It's so good. But it's that same it's that okay. same k- kind of like <laughs> I... random movie yes. with just like the stupidest skits that is it's like what the fuck mm-hmm. is this? And, and it, it's it's that type of thing. So if if you like that type of c- comedy, I think this is a, a good one to watch. I have not seen Hot Rod. I went to a house party once, oh, you need and to. all the girls got in one room and watched Mean Girls, and all the guys got in another room and watched Hot watched Rod. Hot Rod, and amazing! It was <laughs> Mean Girls is good. I had a fine time watching Mean Girls, but those guys were laughing so much, and I'm like, I want to go. Can I move? Can I like switch shifts? I want to see what Hot Rod is, and I still have not seen what Hot Rod is. So we we did an episode on American Gods. The actor who mm-hmm. do, who d- does Tuesday is it mm-hmm. like um, he's one of the actors in Hot Rod, and he's like this old like dying uncle. And Andy Sandberg is in it. He's the main character, and he's this wannabe stunt man, but he's terrible at it. <laughs> it's just, it's it's the stupidest stuff. It's fantastic, and it it reminded me or. This movie, Wet Hot American Summer, reminded me of that a lot. So, good stuff. Um, but yeah, spoilers. Do you, yeah. you want to get into spoilers? Yeah, mode? yeah. Yep, we are going to dive into the lake, regardless of whether or not there's a camp counselor watching us. So, mm-hmm. if you don't want to know how this movie ends, if you don't want to know anything about that talent show, you can stop here, you can go watch the movie, and you can come back to us when you're ready. There you go. Hello, Mutta. Hello, Fada. <laughs> here I am at Camp Granada. <laughs> um, yeah, I... <laughs> like I said, this brought back a lot of memories mm-hmm. for me. Um, so I'm I'm sure you you guys will get to uh, he- hear a c- couple of those stories at, at least in short on on this. So go watch the film and then come mm-hmm. back because um, it it's this should be a good time. There we go. That is your chance to go watch it and come back. Uh, let's let's dive in. I I guess I don't. I don't really have a specific spot that I want to start. Um, I I have something I want to ask you. Sure, go for it. 
from the big. It's easy to tell this is a wacky comedy. Mm-hmm. At what point did it turn for you and you're like, oh, this is a weird comedy? Um, when <laughs> when they go into town. Because, <laughs> 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 like, I, I up until that, like, I think my my favorite j- 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 joke in that is immediately after they get back from town mm-hmm. so this is this is so relatable for me when when she <laughs> when that character is going into town and the, mm-hmm. like people notice the car and they're like she's going into town go let's go you know and they're all like hopping in and like can can you give yeah. me stuff going into town during mm-hmm. like the summer ca- 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 camp that i went to was the best thing ever um mm-hmm. Because, yeah, we, we were there for uh, a week at a time, and if you were like me, you stayed there the entire summer. Um, and our only mm. time without campers, uh, or as a camper, the, the first time I went to summer camp, I was eight years old, and I, I was a oh. camper. And I moved my way up till I was a junior counselor. And then I went to like teen camp and all, you know, and then I was like a normal counselor and all, all, all of the, that, that stuff. But the, the, the weekends from like Sunday afternoon until uh, like Monday morning, um, or I, I, I guess su- Sunday night is, is when they started, sh- when, when, when the new campers started showing up. Uh, mm-hmm. But that like that afternoon was our free time of just like let's go into town, let's go to Target, let's stock up <laughs> on on c- c- candy and soda and all that stuff, and hide mm-hmm. it from all of the kids the entire week so we have our own secret <laughs> stash. It, it was like, have you seen the movie <laughs> Heavyweights? I have not. Oh my god, you need to see that one too, especially for <laughs> summer camp stuff. Um, mm-hmm. um, but there's a it, that's also like a good summer c- camp it's it's a summer camp for overweight kids and it's like supposed mm-hmm. to be whipping them in into shape but it's <laughs> um it and it's 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 this like heartwarming story of them c- kind of coming to terms with who they are and their b- 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 bodies and stuff like that mm-hmm. but there's this funny scene when one of the counselors comes in and basically does a like drug raid on the cabin and is like turning it upside down looking for all the (laughs) campers secret stashes of candies and stuff and it's ridiculous there's uh uh keenan thompson from keenan and kel is what is in the movie um Oh god, and I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. I think he's a former SNL actor is in there too. I I I want to say Chris Farley, but I don't remember if that's who he, I'm thinking. If that's the right name or who I'm thinking of. Um, but anyways, going into town in this film, they were so excited, and I was like, oh uh, yeah, like I I know that, and then they're like buying drugs and doing cocaine and yeah. heroin and yeah. beating up grandmas and i was like wow that's 
that's okay. okay. Yeah, We're going it there. takes the jump from like, oh, let's get a bunch of candy and french fries to let's buy beer to let's smoke some weed to, to let's, let's do buy, heroin. Like, hard drugs to like all of them are strung out in some horrible looking drug den and they're beating people up for drug money. And but then the suddenly joke. they're back at... Yeah, the j- yeah. J- 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 joke is when they get back to camp. Yes, and and they were like, "Wow, that was the best hour I've spent." <laughs> like, okay, like, they did all of that in a fucking hour. Like, <laughs> they just that. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it was the, that was That's... the first like laugh out out loud moment I, I had. I was like, "No, <laughs> that was an entire hour." Holy moly. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the moment when I realized this is a completely, not just wacky and bold, but like a bizarre, absurd movie is when, I forget which two characters they are, but they're sitting on like the sort of dock out in the lake and they're having a conversation and when it's over, one of them stands up, walks to the edge of the dock and then just falls in without saying a word. He doesn't jump in, he just falls into just, the lake it's it, it's like he without losing momentum he yeah. gets to the edge and lanes off but you would think yeah, he would he... stop at the edge and then kind of no. lean until you fall he like the the speed at which he falls is the same <laughs> pace as he was yes. walking so it's it was yeah. so like it's just like He's wait, not what? tripping <laughs> he just it's like a slinky going over a step yeah <laughs> it's it's such fantastic physical comedy that has no reason to be there but i love that it's there it was great yeah <laughs> man and we we had but... a lake t- too at the c- 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 camp that i went to and you had to take a swimming test and they would give you um, like armbands based on how well you were a a a, a swimmer because uh-huh. if you didn't know how to swim they wanted to be like okay you have a red band like we need to watch you you know so you don't mm-hmm. you don't accidentally kill yourself <laughs> yeah um or you, you know you don't accidentally let a kid drown and d- mm-hmm. does he come back in the film d- does that I oh, I yeah. never yeah, actually yeah. <laughs> paid attention enough to see if he came back because there's yeah. the whole thing where he's like, I jumped off the boat. Oh no, I'm drowning. Someone oh, help kid. me! Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, the, he kind of goes who under. Walks into the lake, comes back. The kid, right? The kid drowns, and his swimming buddy gets thrown <laughs> out of the van. <laughs> but does the the kid that drowns ever come back? I, I wasn't totally watching the extras enough. Yeah. Um, and this yeah, is a movie that, was... that is... Go ahead. Hmm? Go ahead. No, I was going to explain, like, for the listener, the, they haven't watched the movie so that they can picture what's going on in their heads. The counselors are played by... They're supposed to be in the story of the movie, like, 16, 17, 8 years, 18 years old. They're played by adult actors. Yeah. Nothing is said about it. They are the same age as uh, Janine Garofalo playing the camp counselor, the camp yeah. director. Uh, <laughs> but the kids are all real kids. And they're all really good performers. They're really, really good so actors, many, actually. Like, that was something else I knew, I, knew, I, knew, I, knew, I knew. Yeah. noticed. I was like, 
the the one the one dude who helps the arts and yes crafty he was phenomenal where is he at in life what movies is he in now (laughs) i want to watch those because that kid was amazing and it's a testament to how much is in this movie that every time I watch it again after I haven't seen it since, like, the previous summer, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about the art teacher storyline. I forgot Molly <laughs> Shannon was in this. Yep. There's so much. Like, the big things that stick out in my mind are the talking can of vegetables, the trip to town... Um, you taste like a burger. I don't like you anymore. And when Paul Rudd has to clean up the lunch tray he dropped. Yep. And he just has the biggest attitude. Yes. Just. uh, uh, Oh my God. Uh. (laughs) It's funny. Yeah, oh, man. this movie's got a lot of amazing physical performance and a lot of really great line reads. Like, David Hyde Pierce is in this, and nobody knows how to just read you a line like David Hyde Pierce. I don't know who David Hyde Pierce is. Educate me. That, that's Niles Crane. He plays the astrophysicist. Okay, what else yeah. is he in? He's Niles Crane. He's Frasier's <laughs> brother. He's been okay, a voice I in a jillion things. <laughs> Frasier, okay, so. he's um he's Doctor Delbert Doppler in Treasure Planet. Okay, I believe he is the giant pill man in Osmosis Jones. Oh God, like okay. he's done so many voices, I can't even like name all of them. He's prolific. Is, Just... is, is he more well known as a voice actor? No, he's known for being Frasier's brother. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> good good touche <laughs> it's okay you i'm sure you know there. like some you know minor supporting character from seinfeld is going to show up sometime and you're going to know them and i'm not yes because i i you <laughs> name anything seinfeld i'm like yes i know that <laughs> uh, but when you and it's erasure or friends i have no idea what's happening um though i do know that paul rudd was on friends so there you go this is true the more you know um yeah (laughs) i don't know where i was going with that (laughs) i want to say that my favorite scene in the movie is there's these two guys that are trying to set up their friends like Oh, McKinley hasn't gotten laid all summer. We gotta get him a girl. It's the last day of camp. And, like, while the two of them are, like, watching these girls swim, and they're like, what about this girl? No, what about this other girl? And if you... It's muted in the soundtrack, but if you listen, every girl is named Debbie. It's like Debbie, tall Debbie, not so tall Debbie. They're all (laughs) Debbies. While they're talking about who they want to set him up with, he goes to, like the utilities shack and has a sex scene with Bradley Cooper. And then later, when those two buddies are trying to find him again, they find him and Bradley Cooper just getting married in the forest. (laughs) It is a beautiful wedding. The camp director is presiding over them. Amy Poehler is there playing playing the flute. flute, Which is they've like flower crowns on apparently. (laughs) He's like, hey, I think she's playing the flute. He goes that's kinky. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite scene because it comes out of nowhere. It's so funny and it's also very sweet 
And they yeah. stay, they're married the rest of the movie. That wasn't a one-time gag and then they drop it. Well, they're it, they're it, husband and husband. It comes back up later on when someone yeah. gets them a gift off of their, their registry <laughs> from, from Crate and Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh my gosh, we haven't we 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 haven't had one of these. It's gonna go great next to the thing, you, you, you know. And I'm just like, what? This is in the middle of the cafeteria on the last day of summer camp, and it's this giant package that yeah, he. I, yeah. I think he lifts up by himself. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a chaise lounge. Yeah, I think he does lift alone. Yeah. <laughs> There's the, there's a lot of of rewatch value yeah. with this thing. Mm-hmm. So you said you've never been to. It sounds like you went once, and it was like to a day a, camp, and yeah, to stuff like, like that. The community center, like ten minutes away from my house. We just okay. like watched movies and swam in the pool, and like they might have tried to teach like us to play Was it more like a YMCA style, like yeah, summer like daycare sort of thing. kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so the 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 camp that I went to, I I grew up very religious, so th- this mm-hmm. was my my ch- ch- church camp, um, and I I know a lot of people went to church and never really practiced, like all the kids mm-hmm. like never really practiced it and stuff like that. Um, this was kind of the opposite, like. A, like a majority of us were like actually very into this and that's just like this is what we did um mm-hmm. and it wasn't until like college that i started to be like you know what this isn't for me uh and then it was like mm-hmm. half like halfway in college that i stopped but the summer camp that we went to was always like the most fun thing like I, I i like i still just like those are some of the best like memories that i've ever had mm-hmm. it was fantastic um yeah i mentioned the first time i went i was eight years old Aww. uh and i i don't remember if it was that year if it was another year but one of the things we could do to the other cabins is we could do these raids and i i'm saying that with air quotes Basically, mm-hmm. we could pull kind of these harmless, practical pranks yeah. on other cabins. Like we would take their dinner table and put it out on the on the canoes <laughs> on the lake, and they would have to go <laughs> get it, you know, or or you know stuff like that. Or if if you left wet laundry out at at, at night, it was up for grabs and someone else, you know, someone could hide it and like hang it up on the basketball hoop and have a ransom note that, you know, um, Mm. just, you know, just, just, just stupid stuff like that. But, um, it would, what, what we would do the next day is we would have raid court. So the first thing after (gasps) breakfast, we would have this like, I, I yeah this like judge judy style court session where we could accuse other cabins of like <gasps> you were the ones that stole our laundry because this p- person said this and they you know they're doing that and they you know they would stand up and they would have to be like guilty or not guilty you know and 
de- love this. De- depending on that, if they were guilty or not, uh, s- someone would get a consequence. So if we caught them, they would be punished. And it was like, you guys are going to get shaving cream crowns and you're going to have to wear it for all of second period. You know, um, <gasps> it, you know, it's, it's stupid stuff like that. Or if we accused someone and we got it wrong we were the ones that were punished <gasps> dangerous and yeah and uh so i i remember let's see what exactly happened did we so for some reason i don't remember if we accused someone and got it right or wrong oh no so we rated i think the old i i i was in the youngest boys cabin and we rated the oldest girls cabin and of course the the young boys aren't going to be sneaky or stealthy you know they're they're going to mm-hmm. get caught every single time we didn't know that at the time cuz we're 8 8 year olds we're like yeah we're ninjas we're super spies yeah it's great <laughs> um, and so in raid court the next morning, uh, we got caught. They they mm-hmm. ac- accused us, and they were like, "We were like, yeah, that was us, guilty." Uh, but the the punishment was we were to get mud facials. They were the, <gasps> like mud masks and stuff because they were the oldest g- 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 girls. And at the camp, I think the oldest age was like twelve or thirteen. So it's these like twelve or thirteen year old girls that get to do like makeup and facials on the the youngest boys. So they loved it, but the judge gave them ten minutes to go down to the lake and fill buckets with mud and bring it back. But their time limit was ten minutes, and if they didn't get back in ten minutes, then we were scot free. Well. It took them 15 minutes, and we were like, yes, you know, we don't have to do it. But the judge was like, well, we're going to do it anyways. And we're like, no! It was the worst day of my life. I love this so I much. I hated everyone that day. I was like, you liar! You Is Ray Judge? Is Ray Judge just like... Another thirteen-year-old is it a counselor? It was an adult counselor, usually okay. dressed up as as some kind of wacky character, uh, in like wig and an outfit and stuff. You know, they they could make it up. They had like super soakers and you you know and stuff like that. It was it was ridiculous. Um, this I don't know if it's better. I like both ideas that this is a child government like King Bob and Recess or that it is an adult who's like, the kids can pilfer as much innocuous stuff as they want. I, I'm so happy I suggested we did this movie. I didn't know it was going to come with so much background detail. Amazing stories. So yeah, there, there was stuff like that where I, I just had the worst day of my life. Like this was like, like... I mean, eight like an eight-year-old b- boy having makeup yeah. put on his face is the <laughs> end of the world, right? <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, like, crying, being like, this is the worst day of my life. Don't let you look at me. <laughs> and, yeah, and then I had, I had, so 
one of the years that I was a counselor, a whole bunch of the junior counselors, uh, by this time we were at a different location for the the camp, and we were actually renting it from these other people, uh, and some of the people that lived on the camp to, like, maintain it and stuff like that. This... This guy was a big old scary dude. Like, hmm. you'd, like, think, uh, what's his name? Christopher Maloney, the lunch man in, in yes. this. Except he wasn't the chef, and he was more of, like, the maintenance guy. Hmm. But was, act, like, actually looked like he was going to kill someone. Ugh. And one of the nights, uh, it was the, it was a summer... Did we have, were there campers there? Yeah, there was campers there. I think it was teen camp, though. So they didn't really divide it up by age. It was like 13-year-olds to 18-year-olds all mixed up, and there was just multiple cabins. Uh, But there was one cabin there that wasn't campers. It was like the the female, uh, like, maintenance staff. And, and stuff mm-hmm. for the camp. They had their own cabin. And so all of the, like, junior counselors that were guys got together and were like, we want to scare the fuck out of them. And so uh, we were trying to come up with ideas and stuff. And I was on maintenance that, that, that week. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't have campers or stuff. So I, I was kind of working with this guy that was super scary. Um, and a c- couple of us were like, why don't we invite him to, like, help us think of something? He knows this camp. a bad idea. Yeah, it totally was. Uh, but we, we, we got him involved because we were like, he knows this. You know, he can help us come up with something that we normally couldn't do. But because he was on our side, we could probably get away with doing something maybe a lot worse than, you know, mm. uh, than, than what we uh, could do. And so he was, he, we, I think there was like 10 of us. And we were like, can you help us out with this? We don't have an idea yet. And you can just see him thinking. He goes, okay, meet me in the p- p- parking lot at midnight. And we're like. So it's midnight, all the lights are out, all the campers are asleep, and we go and we meet him in the parking lot, which is between the parking lot and the girls' cabins, there's, like, the archery range and, like, a good amount of, like, woods. And so we're sitting there, and he's not there yet. So we're like, what in the world is happening? And it's it's a foggy night, so you can't see more than, like, 50 feet away f- 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 from you. He finally c- c- comes walking up, like, 20 minutes later and has a chainsaw. <gasps> and we're like, oh, shit. What did we get ourselves into? And so we're sitting there, and he comes up, and he's not saying much we're like what's the plan uh and he's like he's like okay uh we're gonna wait for a couple more people it looks like there was two of you that are still not here we're like yeah they'll be here in a sec and so we're just waiting there for a while and eventually everyone gets there and we're like okay what's the plan and goes we're gonna cut their power 
and then we're gonna scare the hell out of it. We're gonna surround the cabin. We're gonna start banging on it. I'm gonna have my chainsaw. I'm you know, <gasps> but the, but the, it, it was the it was a chainsaw with no chain on, on it, so it wouldn't actually c- cut anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, if it hit something, it would still spark, you know. Um, but it, so <laughs> he he was like, okay, I need uh, someone to come with me to go cut the power. And a, fr- a friend of mine raised his hand, and the two of them just walked off. And they were gone for like twenty minutes, and they're like, we were sitting there, like, oh god, he killed Nick. Oh god, he <laughs> killed Nick. Nick isn't coming back. <laughs> and as as we were actually starting to like seriously worry, he comes back by himself, just with the ch- chainsaw. And we're like, oh god, no. Oh god, Nick, poor Nick. You know. Um, and he he's like, all right, we have ten minutes. Nick will cut the power in 10 minutes so we're gonna go sneak up and surround their cabin and when it cuts when, when the power c- cuts out that's when you guys just start b- banging on the sides of, of of the cabin wall and stuff like that so we start moving out and uh like just trying to be as quiet as we can and we end up surrounding the cabin but of course we're in the woods so they can hear stuff they can hear something Mm -hmm. out there and they're like hello is anyone out there but at night when you have the lights on in inside you can't see outside and so we're almost we we almost have the things surrounded and the lights go out and so we (gasps) run up to the cabin we start banging on on the sides of the walls and they all just scream and then you you hear this (laughs) he he fucking sticks this thing inside the windows and starts waving it around and the thing is hitting the the sides of things and sparking and all of this we we were horrified uh, and just like is this is this legal is this like can, can we do this and yeah, and so then, like after a minute, they finally like one or two of them like came out of the ca- cabin and be like, "What the heck is going on?" You know. Uh, and so then we all just ran off, um, and uh, <laughs> we we never actually got c- 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 caught because they didn't know if it was a specific cabin or a certain group mm. of people, you know, st- 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 stuff like that. Um, but we called it the Texas Chainsaw Massacre because <laughs> we scared the hell out of them. Like blood curdling screams like that you would hear in a horror movie from these girls. It was amazing. Best time. Like that. The, 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 those are one of the best times of my life. <laughs> That was riveting. And that's the shit that we did at church camp. (laughs) No, like, other stupid stuff that we did, uh, some friends of mine uh, got sent home one one year because they went on the zip line late at night, nude. (laughs) (laughs) And they got caught by some of the administrators as they were jijoing that. Um, so that was really funny. 
uh, on one of the weekends that we that we had some time to go and hang out uh, in town, I got kicked out of a Target <laughs> uh, for doing stuff. I I I that might be one I say for the end of the the show too, because now, now now it's just a like, let's have Kyle shared camp <laughs> stories. Um, but uh, but yeah, I got kicked out of a Target. Almost got kicked out of the art museum in Philly, where the the what? Rocky statue is, because what? of the same thing. That <laughs> what? Um, so stick around at the end to hear that story. Um, back to this film. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I mean. Like, that's what this did. Like, this brought all of that back. So I was just like, this is amazing. I Like, I remember the t- Texas ch- 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 Chainsaw Massacre. I remember the one t- time I single-handedly won the archery c- competition. You know, like, all of that stuff. It was just like, this is amazing. I, like, I, I remember, uh, like, just being in close proximity mm-hmm. to all those people. You get a real strong connection with certain people there so you end up liking someone by the end of the week and we had our 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 camp-wide party at the end of the week and it was a dance and you could kind of dance with people you know and stuff like that so i was just like this this is bringing back a flood of memories crazy stuff I'm sh- I'm sure you were the one I'm sure that took notes on stuff of like I, I <laughs> yes I, I'm I'm just sitting here like I remember that one time. Um, did did you have any other like burning qu- questions that you wanted to ask me about this film or topics you wanted to discuss? Because um, I I might bring up some of the acting if if you don't yeah. have anything else we've been talking a lot about like the jokes of this movie and there's actually a technical thing i want to bring up i love the opening scene of this movie yeah which is the opening credits were fantastic Mm mm-hmm it's all the kids dancing around the well the 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 main characters the teens the counselors not the kids kids it's everybody mm-hmm. dancing around this campfire and like somebody's playing a guitar and they're playing Jefferson Starship's Jane, which is a really good choice. And every it's blocked very well. Like everybody is moving great, dancing around. It doesn't look too hokey and too choreographed. And the way the credits interact with like everybody's bodies is sort of angularly moving across yeah. the screen. Like, it gives you the setting that you're going to be working with, of course, but it also lets you know, like, this is a filmmaker who technically knows what he's doing. You're in safe hands. Now, stick with us and watch as this thing gets completely bonkers. But then you go back after having watched the entirety (laughs) of the movie and the opening doesn't seem too serious. It doesn't seem too normal. Like, it completely works with the way the rest of the movie feels. Yeah, that that's an interesting. Th- yeah, it, it it's kind of like this. It fits, but it doesn't, and it it mm-hmm. fits because it doesn't fit. Yeah, if that makes because again, like all of these skits felt like 
it it it, it was just these kind of like this montage of vignettes uh mm-hmm. like let's play capture the flag again you know let's do this and that so yeah <laughs> like i i think i i think what it really did is it actually captured this the like the actual spirit of that time yeah. like late 70s early 80s um right when yeah like you like you you said like i i felt like on a more serious note it fit that really well mm-hmm. and just the good t- the the quote unquote good times you know that were had mm-hmm. back then um and then it just it goes in a completely different direction <laughs> but at like at the same time I, I i guess from my perspective again i've mentioned it multiple times now that it brought back all of these memories yeah. of the good times that i had back mm-hmm. then and so yeah they're both they both end up doing the same thing but in completely different ways and i think that's brilliant yeah and this movie does have a lot of spirit to it it has a lot of sincerity it's We've got spirit completely... yes we do <laughs> it's completely off the wall, but you can tell there's a lot of affection there for what a summer camp is. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're not pessimistic about the entire institution. Like, they love it and they want to play with it and have fun with it. And the counselors don't care about the kids, but the kids care about the counselors and the staff so much like, there's the little boy, like, there's everybody in the art class, like, helping <laughs> the arts teacher. There's all of the misfit kids that get paired with the astrophysicist, and they love him. Like, the kids are all Who such good eggs in this doing movie. science projects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that group of misfits. I like how they were all very different kinds of nerds. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Really, I wasn't expecting the, like, emo chick to be like the yeah. p- punk rocker chick to be there uh that, mm-hmm. that wasn't in, in i was like oh yeah i guess maybe back then when punk I, I guess i don't know when the punk scene first came along but yeah just that like you look like someone who wouldn't have very many friends in this kind mm-hmm. of time or at that camp you know, you're dressed in all black, and you, you, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't look like you fit in. So yeah, it was good. It was good. Lots of misfits and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Did was there any other moments that you felt kind of did a similar thing? Whereas like this fits, but it doesn't fit. <laughs> the I will say I think the. The joke that still doesn't really work for me is when they're at the talent show and that hokey comedian comes out. And I get why it's there. I It's a callback to, like, those old Catskills comedians. And that's, like, the adult version of what the summer camp is. Like, I think the summer camp is set in Jersey, or at least has a very, like, East Coast feel. Yeah. And that guy's from, like east coast resort towns so i understand why it's there and i'm sure it hits way better for somebody like from that area or maybe like older than i am and i recognize what it is and why it's there i think the shots of everybody laughing uproariously to the dumbest jokes is really fun but like it it's i I, don't laugh like they do (laughs) to me it was more 
callback of the actual talent shows that everyone mm-hmm. knows is really fucking lame and no one is good <laughs> at anything especially at that age uh, and if you are good at that you're not spending your summer camp there you're at an entirely different summer camp you know doing that thing that you're actually good at um, and just to, to have the the like few staff members that are actually mm-hmm. trying to pep everyone up and be very enthusiastic and come on kids you know summer camp uh, and j- mm-hmm. j- just to have that the, that one guy being like okay i need to be the mc for this man i remember when i was in camp it was the ice age <laughs> you know and it's just like <laughs> yeah. it's, you're fucking lame dude like every mm-hmm. and he's he's just trying so hard you know and yeah. so the fact that they are actually i mean i guess they're not actually laughing but it's this like these scenes of forced laughter you know <laughs> and it's just like the, mm-hmm. the most ridiculous stuff you know it's not mm-hmm. funny but because yeah. they're doing these scenes of this ridiculous force laughter and everyone is doing it it's like okay this is actually kind of funny <laughs> they're, <laughs> that they're spending this much time on it <laughs> yeah yeah and every performer is giving it their all like there's so yeah. many top-notch performances in this like this time I spent a lot of time watching Amy Poehler because she's a big star now, but she's not in this movie very much. This was at the beginning mm-hmm. of her career, but every time she is on screen, she just owns it. Like she puts so much into every line and every she's facial expression. Fantastic. Yeah, the, the 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 scene where she had to put the nerd dude in the lineup was mm-hmm. great, and just the yes, how upset she is and like <laughs> physically hurt by this yes. like but I just I, come on like you know yeah and she's she's so mad and then she goes fine i'll put him at the end and then she walk, 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 walks off and she gets mad again oh she always wins <laughs> like <laughs> you're the one that gave in like <laughs> it's like that fantastic it was mm-hmm. awesome. Who who would you say is your favorite performer in in this? It might be David Hyde Pierce, just because that man is like walking charisma and walking magnetism. Like he's been incredible in everything I've ever seen him in. I know he's won at least one Emmy from being on Frasier. Okay. And he's just so good and so precise at what he's doing. Like there's a moment when <laughs> he's running a bunch of scientific calculations and like one of them looks bad or something goes wrong and he curses and he just says, Oh fuck my cock. But it's yeah. so it's said so politely hey, and time so out. precisely. That was the first time you c- on the whatnots show so congratulations <laughs> yeah i guess it is but i mean like... technically you're quoting someone else but anyways carry on <laughs> if i say it of my own volition like i will email you a quarter to put in a jar hell yes i will be rich <laughs> but, but yeah just like it, the, the way he says says that completely threw me off guard because he says it so harshly too it's not even yes. like this under like under my belt like fuck my car god damn it 
you know, it's just like, yeah. fuck my cock. He's <laughs> so harsh about, about Oh, the be- at the beginning, when the, the camp counselor, like, first goes over to meet him, and she learns that, um, that he's a scientist, she's like, oh, you should come over and, like, run a science activity for the kids. And he's kind of shy. He's like, oh, no, I don't think I want to. And she's like, are you sure? You know, we've got free time. And he's like, no. And she's like... Yeah, yeah, I think we would. the kids would really like it if you want to come over. And he screams. No, go away. I said no. <laughs> like, so loud. And it always hits me whenever a line is screamed for no good reason. <laughs> but he's extra special good at it. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 he reminds me of, uh, of Kip from napoleon to dynamite yeah yeah they they have they have the same look about them um but yeah anyway so you you liked him um i think for me i'm i i want to say it's chris maloney's yeah (laughs) as as the, the the lunch man he's per- yes. like he's perfect at that it's just to me that's one of the things like a lot of the comedy mm-hmm. in in this show is very physical situational comedy yeah it's, it's very much uh like you can tell like because you mentioned that a lot of these guys are in the same like comedy group and like this was their mm-hmm. their thing um Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if he was in the same comedy group as them I or don't not. Think but so. his no. type of co- comedy was completely different than everyone yeah. else's. Yeah. And it it was it it just it was one of those things like it doesn't fit, but because it doesn't fit, it fits so well. Like a, a, mm-hmm. again, like I mentioned that there was that one guy who worked at the camp who looked c- c- kind of like him. That he's just like, you don't want to mess with that guy because he's kind of scary and weird. We don't really know what he's about, you know. Um, but I like I've seen. I I feel like we all have a a, a stereotype of lunch l- lunch ladies and lunch men, yeah, you yeah. know. But <laughs> I've never the term lunchman before i i like it a lot lunchmen uh lunch gentlemen um (laughs) but yeah he's he's the the one like i absolutely see him being the lunch man (laughs) can can i just call him a lunch lady that's makes so much that that works out so much better uh so i like mm-hmm. i can see s- someone like him being a lunch lady mm-hmm. but at the same time like just that like did has, has he just been mowing the lawn and is he now cooking like i don't know <laughs> you know and <laughs> yeah but just he has this darker sense of of humor where he's talking mm-hmm. about how he's been in nom and stuff like that um but yeah, and then this like oddly sexual like I'm gonna go rub mud on my butt. It's like, wait, what? What did you just say? He's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I I I said I'm I'm gonna go, and he's you know he says something else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
and then at the end he has the you know he has the arc of 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 just like you know what you should own who you, who you are like I'm I'm proud to be who I am I'm gonna go hump this refrigerator and he just leaves by humping the <laughs> this they they wheel out a refrigerator for him and that's how he leaves that 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 scene it's fantastic he, um, he humps it lovingly it's not a furious hump it's very yeah. tender <laughs> it's it's tender humping <laughs> yeah um but uh. I, I, I really liked him, and then I think at the end, because his, like, t- typical 80s montage has the, like, he is the <laughs> yes. zen master, and right, yeah. and the guy comes in, like, teach me of this new way, and he's like, I will teach you the new way, and it's this, like, 80s dance montage where he's, like, t- teaching him this d- dance routine, it's like, what in the world is even happening here? Um, yeah, it's like not for anything specific. Which, he wants by to the get way, Hot girl. Rod has has a scene almost exactly <laughs> like that, which is why I was like, this reminds me so much of Hot Rod. It's fantastic. I have to watch this now. Yeah, it's great. It's all of the like SNL people of like maybe five years ago on Hot Rod. It, it's like Andy Samberg and. Uh, shit he's in everything now uh it's nine years ago kyle at least i just did some math well okay you know what i don't like your attitude i'm sorry i'm I'm sorry to tell you about the passage of time the dark passage bringing us all to our deaths hot rod's probably a decade old i mean yeah the movie is a decade old but like Andy Sandberg and I, I mean I, I guess a bunch of them are still on S- SNL mm-hmm. now. But I like what, when I remember them being big on SNL was like maybe mm-hmm. five years ago, like 2012, 2013 okay. ish. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I'm totally blanking on their names. I didn't know if someone said their name. Um, I'd you know help what? you we out. We have this I, magical I, thing called the interwebs. <laughs> um, yeah, I cannot picture a face from Hot Rod besides Andy Sandberg himself and uh, I, I either know, a car or motorcycle. I know so- someone else is screaming uh, their names at me right now. Hot Rod, IMDb from 2007. Uh, the actors, Bill Hader. Danny McBride. Oh, yes! Yes. Ian McShane, Will Arnett, uh, ah. Chris Parnell. Yes. Uh, th- yeah, there, there's a whole bunch of people. It's fantastic. It's it's great. But Speaking I, I was of thinking Chris... of Danny McBride. <laughs> He's in everything oh. nowadays. He's good. Speaking yeah. of Chris Parnell, who is on Archer with H. John Benjamin... What did you think about the talking can of vegetables? I recognized the voice, <laughs> but then in in the because like because you mentioned when you p- pitched this, you mentioned that someone was a can of vegetables, and I was like, you know, I just, I was like, I'm I'm gonna let that one slide. <laughs> okay, and then yeah, there was a can of talking vegetables, and yeah, it goes back to I I liked. Christopher Maloney's character, because mm-hmm. at the end he just has this like head head nod towards the can of vegetables, and the can, the can, can like head nods 
back and that's it i was like that's amazing i love that Mm -hmm. um who is that because when i looked in the credits i i don't recognize that name okay uh but i I know i've heard that voice that is h john benjamin i believe in some things he's credited as just john benjamin that's bob belcher that's sterling archer that's okay. Coach McGurk from Home Movies. That's what it is. That's yeah. It's, I, I, so I, I know him yeah. from Home m- 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 Movies because I fucking loved that show back in the day. <gasps> I thought it was the dumbest thing in <gasps> the glad. world. And it still is. And no one has seen it. No one has watched it. Obviously, is, you have. Why have they not watched Home um, Movies? Home Movies is good. But when Bob's... When, when I saw my first episode of Bob's Burgers, I was way late to the... Mm-hmm train i still haven't seen much Mm -hmm. but when he started speaking i was like home movies i know him where is he from and (laughs) yeah and then it was this i was like i know that voice who is this where is he from uh so yeah okay that that makes sense now that that makes sense that's who it was god damn it i I should know that bye-bye now This movie has such a comedy pedigree to it. Did you watch all the way to the end and see all the different people that were in the special thanks? Uh, I, di- I didn't read the special thanks. I, in me of like, shit, I need to watch this before we need to record. <laughs> I skipped most of the credits. Um, and mm-hmm. I happened to see that there was an after credit scene. And so I watched that. Yeah. And it was like in 1991. Sorry, guys, I, I thought we said 930. <laughs> no, we said nine so that we could all be here by 930. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that was good. So some of the people in the special thanks are, of course, big comedy legends like Stephen Colbert. Sure. Uh, Thomas Lennon. He's a, a the guy who created Reno 911. Okay. Matt Besser and Matt Walsh, who founded the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, this huge improv and comedy theater in Los Angeles, along with okay. Amy Poehler and maybe somebody else I'm forgetting. They think Dan Castellaneta, who is the voice of Homer Simpson. Okay. I don't think he's in this. He did something, I guess. They think Mary Louise Parker from Weeds, great comedic actress, many great things. They also think, these are the ones that puzzle me, Billy Crudup and Liev Shriver. Liev <laughs> so they Shriver? Think what? Dr. Manhattan and Sabretooth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's always surprising when uh when you find out that actors who take on like dramatic mm-hmm. roles and you know are known for dramatic roles actually got their start in comedy yeah um, like I, I that happens a, a lot or i'll hear people talking about 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 it but that actually makes a lot of sense um like mm-hmm. i i was watching uh i think it was one of the rooster teeth podcasts i'm not sure if it was the actual rooster teeth podcast or one of their other shows but yeah they mentioned Mm -hmm. that they a long time ago like took a bunch of improv classes just at their local whatever yeah and how much that helped them to just just be on camera and know how to react in different situations and not make it awkward because they know just how to jump right 
to the next thing and how like how much of a mm-hmm. c- confidence boost that is and to yeah. even use that in more of a dramatic sense so i like having actors that maybe weren't in this thing could be some like hey we went to you for advice on how to do yeah. something or maybe Liev Schreiber is in a local comedy group with one of them and they knew each other from college or something you know and it's like if it wasn't for you I wouldn't have continued on my path you know who knows you know who's in one of the Netflix TV series based off of this is John Hamm yeah I remember that my own homeboy he he was in in that so what did Netflix do Netflix brought this back but they've done two things with it is one of them a movie and one's a TV show I believe they are both TV series, like short eight-episode TV series. I've okay. only watched the first one so far. Uh, the first one is what the first day of camp is. The entire series is the first day of camp. <laughs> and okay. so it kind of sets up some of the stuff they're going to be working with. Like, you know, like the softball game scene where they're like, we're going to beat our rivals from Camp Tiger Claw. Like, you it meet Camp Tiber- Tiger Claw okay. in this special. That's and then cool. they made uh, another short series that was the 10 years later, 1991, Everybody's Meeting Back Up Again. I haven't watched that one yet. That's funny. So it must have been the first one that I heard about because I, I didn't hear much. I, I, I guess mm-hmm. I thought the first one was the 10 year later thing because from what I had heard, it was, yeah, it's all these actors when they're really, really young and unknown. Um, and this was, you know, one of their first big comedy movies i guess if you can even call this a big comedy movie (laughs) but um yeah it was like it was all of these unknown actors before they had their start and they netflix picked it up again and yeah this is all the the, like the same actors but they've obviously aged a whole bunch but Mm -hmm. it's it's still like the the same like week that it all Mm-hmm. happens i was like oh that's fantastic like they don't like i i mean i i guess it's one of those things i don't think about the style back then they all wore like the short shorts and stuff like that yeah when netflix brought it back that was what i thought of of of, of this idea of just like oh the c- clothes aren't gonna fit them like they're all gonna be in short shorts mm. and stuff like that because back then they didn't do short shorts, you know, because that's not what happened <laughs> in the you know, you know in that time. Um, so that was also something I was like, oh yeah, they all the guys wore short shorts back then. That was in- mm-hmm. interesting. <laughs> yeah, and some of them Weird can still rock them in the in the first day of camp special. Uh, Ken Marino and Michael Ian Black both still look great. <laughs> thighs for days there we go yes uh, <laughs> so yeah I, I i i guess all of these are on netflix since i, I guess netflix picked it up the day i guess they mm-hmm. still have the original one that's where i yeah and watched it and then they have their t- two series after that i think they might also have a documentary about the making of this movie i think it might be called hurricane of fun 
And they made this movie at a real summer camp in the off-season. And because mm-hmm. it was the off-season, it was raining and it was freezing. So everything you were seeing was, like, frenetically filmed in between rain showers. That's funny. <laughs> and, like, everybody was miserable, but it just bonded them all together, like, that much more closely. Okay. If you get into this movie, yeah. huh. check out that documentary. It's some really interesting perspective on the whole thing. And I could be wrong, but I think I saw a comic book spinoff. What? Of this. I mean. This I'm not familiar with. Interwebs. Wet, hot, uh, wrong keyboard. Uh, <laughs> I have my, my laptop and my d- desktop here, and my desktop has a wireless uh, keyboard thing, Ooh. so I just have it in my lap here. Uh, wet, hot, American summer comic book? question mark uh yeah from boom studios <laughs> showing results for uh, 2018 let's see Ooh. i'm gonna lower this real fast so i can see the entire wet hot wet hot american summer closes camp forever boom studios enters these dark woods and creative licensing are proud to announce the creative team behind uh, the Wet Hot American Summer original gr- graphic novel arriving in stores huh? November 2018. Writer, November? Writer Christopher Hastings from Gwenpool and artist Noah Hayes from Goldie Vance uh, will deliver the first ever graphic novel tie-in to the eponymous film uh, featuring your favorite characters from Camp Firewood in an all-new story. This, uh, this original graphic novel will, will feature a c- cover by Joe Keonis. Interesting. I've... Yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see how this translates to an on-the-page medium. Uh, the c- characters look spot on. I see... Oh, send me a link! I see all of them there. Um, okay, let me see if I can... So, I guess I could just out. also Google this myself. I mean, <laughs> not you make you could. Me I literally link. typed in "Wet Hot American Summer Comic Book," and it was the first thing that came up. Uh, yes. But yeah, um, and there's an article about it and some sketches and stuff like that. Um, but <gasps> yeah, so I, I I guess all of that stuff is out there. So if you like this, there is more of it to check out. Um, yeah sounds fantastic uh so i i mentioned hot rod and that kind of style of comedic stuff uh is there anything melissa that you would recommend to people if they liked this uh they might like some other things as well this is if you really like the absurd kind of uh sketchy aspects of this mm-hmm. i would recommend checking out the comedy bang bang tv show okay which I've is kind of a take of on yeah it's kind of a take on late night talk shows it's based off an improv comedy podcast i was gonna but say in relation is, to wasn't this, it a podcast first that was like a big yeah c- comedy yeah one? okay it's still it's still going. It's been going for like nine years or something. It's one of my favorites. I listen to it every week. And the TV shows also got that like loose structure of a a type of story, a type of entertainment that is very familiar to you. 
and it just makes it go completely crazy Bonkers. in okay. all of these weird, subtle, different ways. Interesting. Good to know. Good to know. I might also add some of the Chevy Chase National Lampoon's oh. movies. Those ones are obviously a lot more structured, mm-hmm. but I still feel like it's the same type of humor. Like that whole that whole yeah. scene with them like trading jidge jackets and flannels. I feel like that's something I would see in a Chevy Chase movie. So you reminded you me of like another that. really good movie, uh, Top Secret, which is made by the guys who made Airplane, and it stars Val Kilmer, and it's a takeoff of spy movies combined with like 1950s like Elvis movies. Like Val Kilmer plays this pop singer who's like an Elvis corollary, and they send him on a goodwill concert to like some enemy country, but you know, as like a cultural. You know, we're reaching out and sharing our culture with you. You know, let's okay. extend an olive branch. But secretly, he is a spy and he's there to do espionage stuff. Okay. <laughs> and so it's like the Elvis what if, what concert, Elvis you know, kind of musical film. Super spy. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Oh, okay. it's it's crazy. It's so crazy. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I remember it being a good time. Sounds good. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and pitch the stuff that yes. we will do for next week. Um, I am ready. Yeah, so it is my turn to do the pitches for what mm-hmm. we will do this next week. Um, and yeah, we're we're you're you're going on vacation this weekend, uh, but then mm-hmm. you're gonna be moving uh, by the end of this week. So you, you're gonna have a lot to do this month. So we're gonna be yep. doing some kind of shorter stuff this month. You and I have k- 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 kind of already. T- talked about that but just to let you mm-hmm. listeners out there know um so it, 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 this next month is going to be like movies or like a short graphic novel or like one volume of a comic book something that you can read or watch very fast um so this week i have two movies and no one movie excuse me and two comic books mm-hmm. um the first one Pitch number one is a Netflix film. It's a Netflix original film called Extinction. Uh, It's a brand new Mm -hmm. film. I think it came out like a week or two ago. Uh, It stars Michael Pena and Mike Coulter, uh, who you guys will know if you guys are big Marvel fans. Michael Pena is, I think it's Luis in Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think so, yeah. Either Luis or Lou. It's not Louis. I I don't think think it's Louis because that's that doesn't sound right anyways um <laughs> he's he's the hilarious one who's always like so i know this one dude right who knows C- captain america and his you know and all that stuff it's hilarious and then mike coulter you guys will recognize as luke cage from the netflix original shows um on there but i, I saw the pr- preview because netflix does that annoying thing where everything just immediately starts playing and blasting uh it's like myspace back in the day remember we hated myspace when they had the songs that played automatically it's the worst um (laughs) uh but yeah it, it actually looked really really cool it's uh it follows michael pena's character who's a family man he's a father uh and he starts having this reoccurring dream 
in which he continually loses his family his family um and stuff happens i don't i don't know if it's <laughs> a natural force or if it's aliens or if it's just sci-fi wow. tech or if it's time travel i don't know what but there yeah there is this kind of it seems to be this extinction level event is starting to happen um and he's starting to wonder if this recurring dream was actually visions of the future uh, and stuff like that so that sounds pretty interesting uh netflix puts out so much content these days that absolutely no mm-hmm. one can keep up some of it looks yep. fantastic some of it mm, i don't know um this one looks good so i'm i'm hoping it's 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 good it definitely caught my interest um but that's on netflix if you guys have that extinction um i'm sure if you turn on netflix it will be one of <laughs> if not the first thing that yeah. po- pops up um the other two pitches that i have are both comic books the first one i I guess my second pitch but the first comic book Uh is infinite loop uh it is a sci-fi graphic novel that asks the age-old question what would you do or what would you risk for a chance at true love meet tandy i like that meet meet Teddy, a young woman who lives in a faraway future where time traveling is a common practice and her job is to maintain the status quo by correcting time paradoxes. But when she meets Anno, a time paradox, and the girl of her dreams, Teddy must decide Mm. between fixing the time stream or the love of her life, both of which have unique consequences bum 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 (sighs) yeah so she ends up falling in love with this girl but the girl herself is the time paradox that she has to fix and like stop um it's published by idw uh it's only six issues long uh as i mentioned it's on comiXology unlimited or you can buy it for eleven dollars on comiXology Mm. right now so pretty cheap um and that's pitch number two pitch number three is volume one of a book called spencer and Locke. uh hmm. and i've i've heard good things about this this is p- published by action lab uh which is a a, a much smaller comic book publisher yeah. um not not a lot of people people know about but this collects the hit mini series excuse me uh this collects the hit mini series spencer and Locke. um okay that sentence does not make sense oh collecting <laughs> that's what it was collecting not this collects uh-huh, uh-huh. come on kyle learn to read collecting the hit mini series spencer and Locke follows hard-boiled detective Locke as he investigates a brutal murder with the strangest of partners, his childhood imaginary panther, Spencer. But when <gasps> but when they face brutal gunfights, deadly car chases, and memories of Locke's traumatic upbringing, can this unlikely pair survive long enough 
to find the truth. Now, this one is interesting. I've actually heard an interview with the oh. writer, uh, David Pepos, I believe is how you say his last name. Uh, I'm sure I'm butchering that. Where basically he got the idea for this. He wanted to do a crime noir comic, but using characters that he already knows and la 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 loves. He just wanted like a new spin on on that. And you're gearing up like I think you figured it out. Uh, Spencer and Locke is a older play on Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, so it's like, what if Calvin and Hobbes grew up to become detectives? And it's a crime that's, noir thing there. That's phenomenal. Um, yeah, I think I think he's putting out volume two right now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and th- supposedly the villain in volume two, or the new villain that comes up, is a new take on Beetle Bailey. So he, he oh, he's, it, it's <laughs> it, like he's kind of taking these older comic book characters and reimagining them in and and i'm like i'm fascinated to know like what this is because it sounds both really awesome and like absolutely ridiculous as melissa is in stitches right now laughing because what i was expecting you to say was that the villain would be based on little Susie, who was calvin's friend and foil i was not expecting you to go to little Susie in in this book who knows yeah i was not expecting you to go to other parts of the comic book page like yeah then he fights beetle bailey is he gonna fight like a giant far side bug in volume three from what i like from what i understand it's not campy yeah yeah oh he's fighting beetle bailey um but yeah, it's the, it, it it is this kind of alternate take, mm-hmm. reimagining of this stuff. So I mean, I I don't know anything about Beetle Bailey or what his comics read like, but mm-hmm. I like I imagine like volume two of this, which we are not going to read, uh, it, you know, has a much more serious tone, darker stuff. Like yeah, I mean it. it this doesn't seem like it's gonna have the comedy of the of the funny papers, you know, that you might might see on in in the Sunday paper. So who knows? But yeah, this is also on Comicsology Unlimited, <laughs> and Volume One is only six dollars. If you guys want to buy that as well, so pitch number one: Extinction. Michael Pena, Mike. Coulter guy has reoccurring nightmare extinction level event happens maybe that nightmare was visions of the future who knows infinite loop woman is from the far future and in time in charge of fixing the time stream ends up falling in love with one of the paradoxes that she's supposed to fix and then Spencer and Locke volume one what if Calvin and Hobbes grew up to become detectives i am so intrigued by the concept of spencer and Locke, but i have to follow my heart and my heart tells me to go for the love story every time so i want to talk about infinite loop 
Okay. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, I, I, I remember one time a long ago I, I heard someone talk about this book, but I have no idea what they said. So this whole, this whole anecdote is completely useless. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to read that. I was looking through comiXology on Legendary for stuff that we could do. And uh, it's like, oh, I recognize that name. I'll put that on the list. Yeah. Time traveling lesbians sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who might not be getting it on Comicsology, the book is written by uh, Pierre Colinet and arts by Elsa Chartier. Mm. Um, yeah, sweet. I'm excited for it next week. Um, yeah, this should be a fun read. Definitely. Take us home, Melissa. Yeah. yeah. I want to thank everybody for listening. And you can catch our show in the future in our regularly scheduled time slot, Sundays at 11 a.m. Central, 12 for you, Kyle, on the Eastern Seaboard. 12 noon. Check your own local listings. Yeah. You can go to twitch.tv slash the whatnots or straight to the whatnots.com slash live streams. You can join the discussion as it happens and come say hi to us. And you can get to hear the show live and early. And then after we live stream the show later, a week later, we put it up on YouTube. And then we put it up on your favorite podcatcher app. And you can catch the live streams to get it early. Or you can go to patreon.com slash the whatnots and support us for just a dollar. For the cost of your own can of mixed vegetables, talking or not, you can support us and get episodes before they're posted anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But if you can't support us on Patreon, that's fine. You can just enjoy the show. Tell a friend. Tell your enemies over at Camp Tiger, Tiger Claw. Why is the word tiger difficult to say? I have no idea. It's like one of the first 50 words a child learns. You can follow us on social media. We are at the whatnots. Hmm? I, I was wondering. I is think it? so. My niece is a year and a half year, a year and a half old. I think she can say tiger. There you Babies go, kids. Tigers. You heard it here first, I, folks. I'll, I'll check with her and I'll get back to you. <laughs> Sounds good. We, Stay tuned for updates on, on this story. <laughs> <laughs> Do babies know the word tiger? And our website is thewhatnots.com. You can find me on Twitter at WilkieWit. And Kyle, where can they find you? The fine ladies and gentlemen of whatever summer camp you attended can find me uh, on Twitter at Hush315. I do have a little bit of housekeeping to announce. Uh Uh-huh. I am like 95% sure that all of our RSS feed troubles have been worked out and everything is operating smoothly now. Meaning, and I did a little bit of an experiment to to, to see just how many of you are uh, subscribed to our podcast on a certain RSS feed. And in fact, 100% of you are subscribed on that feed. Uh, Basically, if you are listening to this as a podcast right now, you are subscribed to an RSS feed that will be obsolete in, I'm giving you guys a month. Okay, in a month <laughs> from now. So th- this is one of I want to say like first or second week of what's after August, September. Uh, first or second week <laughs> of September, this RSS feed will no longer be updated. 
or at least it will no longer be made available on iTunes or whatever podcast app that you use. If you search the whatnots in the Apple podcast thing or on, uh, I, I, I use one called Overcast, all of our shows will pop up. You will see the review show, the captain's log, and the reactor core. Go subscribe to all of those shows. That's where you can get our shows from now on. You guys have one month to make that change. Otherwise, you're just going to be confused about why you're not getting any more of our mm-hmm. episodes. However, this will help out, I think, because uh, I'm when we first started doing this stuff, I think there was a lot of people that just subscribed to help get our numbers up and don't actually listen oh to the show mm-hmm. so it might weed out some of the inactive listeners um but yes if you guys could do us a huge favor and literally subscribe to the review show um by the whatnots you can search the whatnots and all of our shows will come up uh if you're only interested in one of our shows you can only have to you know do that one you don't have to do all furry um but yeah Start making that change now, and everything will be updated ASAP. Mm-hmm. There you go. We'll be we'll be putting that out on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that to make announcements. So um, there you go. But you heard it here first, folks. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining us on episode 19 of The Review Show. We've been Melissa and Kyle. You can join us soon, and we're going to be reading Infinite Loop. It sounds fun. Uh, Go read it and warm your heart and come here and talk to us about it. There you go. Yay, space lesbians. (laughs) All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.